Ladies and gentlemen, as you well know, our nation is in crisis. And it's not, you know, it's not the, the little things, it's not the Chinese weather balloons, it's not the nuclear threat, nuclear threat, sorry. It's, uh, it's not, it's not, ooh, it's not drag brunch. Like, it's not any of those things that we're all taught to be very afraid of. I mean, we should maybe be a little afraid of the nuclear thing, but, I mean, why fear what you can't control? Honestly, if you're at ground zero and you're vaporized instantly, you don't have a problem. It beats slowly dying in a nursing home while your children never talk to you because of your political beliefs. Anyhow, no, the real problem is, is that, see, the American economy, and stay with me here, is a Ponzi scheme based on constant growth. The way capitalism works is like, as long as next quarter is better than last quarter, you're doing good. Like, even if you have just a successful business where you're like, oh, we sell these things and people buy them, people run out of them, they buy more, whatever, you're failing if it's not always getting bigger. And the only way for it to always get bigger is if the next generation has more people in it than the last generation. So there's more people to go to work and there's more people to buy shit. And everything like that. And it needs to stay in balance, too. Like, no matter what you think. Like, oh, the idea of... I, I foolishly once used to believe. I knew a labor shortage would happen. I, I, I listen to a lot of weird forecasting companies and stuff. And they look at other countries. They do a lot of geopolitical research. It is, uh, you know, not linked to any particular political party. Which is why that, that is always funny when people... I like to get in arguments with people when, they, when they're like, Well, here's the thing. And I'm like, okay... Let's argue about this concept, about the economy, or about whatever it is, and you don't get to say anyone's name. And in that staring contest, they always blink first. Well, Nancy Pel ah! <laughs> like, no, the, the, the idea that this thing is happening, it's like, and then them trying to figure out why they shouldn't agree with the very logical thing I said only works if they start throwing in, like, Joe Biden. You know, it's like, it doesn't work because you're like, oh, so you want to make less money? That's not what I'm saying. It's just George Soros. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, whatever. Like, it's it's always a joke. But anyway, that's not what this is about right now. This is pure numbers, pure boring shit, pure economics, pure math, a thing that I very publicly and famously don't understand. And, of course, oh, I'm a talking head on the Internet who's about to explain it to you. But anyhow, one thing I do know that actually doesn't really require any math is that the way things are set up in most of the world right now, and we watched this happen in Japan, and we talked about it with the artificial womb thing, like we kind of glanced on all of this stuff, where, uh, you know, obviously like perpetual population growth just leads to the destruction of the ecosystem and the entire planet. We've known that for a while. We also know that nobody cares. Um, and really legitimately... When there's less new people to, like, go to work and manufacture things and whatever, then there are old retiring people, like, things kind of go to hell. They, they do get really bad. And in the United States, we didn't super have that problem that much. We were on our way. We were on our way in a generation or two to a dirt nap. But I think I lost the chair. Whatever. But um, COVID sped it up. Right, that whole thing where everybody goes, nobody wants to work anymore. And then you give the very intelligent, and I agree with this answer. It's like, nobody ever wanted to work. Did you want to work at McDonald's? Like, well, you should try to do better. It's like, well, people did. Well, now there's nobody to give me hamburgers. It's like, maybe you'll live longer, you fat piece of shit. But yeah, I don't know. Like, whatever it is, it's not that nobody wants to work anymore. Nobody ever wanted to work, including your boomer ass. Like, if you could have just smoked weed on a farm forever and not done anything, you would have done that. 
But then, you know, you knocked up Peggy Sue. But luckily, your dad was like, do you want to be the CEO of a company that doesn't do anything and has a lot of money? And you were like, I guess I was going to go with Jimi Hendrix on tour, but he's dead. So I suppose I'll sell insurance. And by that, I mean yell at people who sell insurance because I'm the guy's son. Whatever. And I have all this money and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, again, no one works at Sonic anymore, and that's a big problem for you. Well... It's not that people don't want to work. They don't, but nothing's really changed with that. It's that during COVID, a ton of people actually died. But then also, a, a lot of people who were close to retirement age retired. Like, that was a big thing. That was, like, a real big thing. So that created sort of a vacuum, right? Like, there was, like, okay, well, you know, you were there, so you're screaming at the kid at Burger King. as You're like, you know, I, I ordered three Whoppers, and you... And you threw a jar of piss in their face, and you're like, well, if you don't like it, you should get a better job. Well, a bunch of people retired and died, mostly older people. And so a bunch of... You'll notice that I'll use myself as an example. I wasn't even in the workforce. Now, I'm not your average person. I'm a, a clever monkey, but you know, geopolitical forces and local economics do affect me. I am a human being on Earth. I'm not a weird, magical, like trickster goblin that follows like Superman around being like, if you can name my real name, maybe you'll be able to get your powers back. Woo! Like, yeah, I'm not... No, I'm not that, but I, I am a person. So... I recently re-entered the workforce, and yeah, I'm very talented. Yeah, I'm very persuasive. Yeah, I had a friend that kind of, like, nudged me in the right direction. Um, no one that had any power to, like, help me really get the job, but just, you know, it was like, hey, why don't you try this, he says. And it's like, and, and you know, I'm glad he did, but it's like, I didn't turn in a fucking resume. Like, I did one contracting job on the outside. Notice they needed someone who was, like, adjacent to my skill set on the inside, not even exactly what I do. And I was like, hey, can I work here? And they're like, you just saved me from 20 more interviews. You're hired. Whatever. And that's how things are starting to be. I, as talented as I might be, have nothing on paper. So back, like, like 10 years ago, it was just kind of like, you were like, well, you're the best videographer we've ever seen, and you're a really good graphic designer, and we could really use you, but this weirdo that went to college has to have it. Sorry. And now it's like, please, will someone work here? And I'm like... You got lucky because I showed up. But that's not just me. That's happening everywhere. There's so many places that are, like, actually hiring for half, not really because of inflation and stuff, but halfway decent money. People to do not embarrassing shitty work. And everyone that was, like, you know, just had a little bit of a glint in their eye and knew how to, like, learn how to do shit by watching YouTube videos went and took those jobs. And so they, there's just nobody to work at Burger King anymore. And everyone's like, well, that sucks because all these locations are going to close and then all this shit's going to fall apart. And then you might be like, oh, well, that, no, that's just boomers worrying too much. And da, da, da. Well, unfortunately, with that, they're right. If enough places like those do close, food deserts form, there's not enough people to support the older people, like no one's paying into Social Security. It's just like, once again, our economy, I'm not joking about this, is a Ponzi scheme based on constant population growth. And now... We've fast-forwarded a couple generations to kind of where places like Japan and other other spots are, and more and more places around the world where it's like, oh, we have that real problem. Like, the bottom is truly going to fall out of this fucking thing. But, luckily, some of the powers that be, not maybe, maybe not the overarching, the biggest powers that be, but enough of them, you know, the strong-willed, don't-take-no-nonsense, don't-take-no-polio vaccines people in some southern states and their influence around the country have come up with a solution to this. Because, you see, 
the other side of this is that yeah, there's nobody to there. there it's not that people don't want to work. There's nobody to work. Like everyone. Everyone that can watch a YouTube video decided that they were going to be a CAD architect, 3D. You know, they're like, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to, I could learn IT as I go. Fuck it, I ain't mopping your fucking floor. But we don't have floor mopping robots yet. So, you know, there needed to be a solution. But luckily, there's some forward thinking people that have, have had a multi stage program to make that work. First, you know, they took away women's reproductive rights. And you're like, well, how does that help this situation, John? Like, how in the world does taking away someone's bodily autonomy help the economy? Well, see, the for-profit prisons aren't going to fill themselves up. And the military isn't going to, like, you know, like, people are like, I don't really want to get shot at for 30 grand a year. And I'm not even going to go to fucking college if I could just watch some YouTube videos, lie on a resume, have John Photoshop me some stuff that isn't real about some old pay stubs so they give me more. And da 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 And they're like, fuck, everyone knows that now. Everyone knows that shit. So it's like, well, okay, for one thing, we just we, we just need more, like, poor, desperate people to have kids. We need that. We know that's important. That's always worked in the past because otherwise we would just have to start paying people better. We might have to make Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk pay their taxes and other people, more importantly, whose names you have fucking never heard in the in-between. Uh, yeah, well, we can't do that. That's right out. We No, I mean, what what's that? No, we can't. We can't. They, uh, just trust me, they'll have me kill. Yeah. Uh, they, people people know that Jeffrey Epstein didn't hang himself in his cell, and we're just going with, yeah, that did happen. So do you think they're not going to shoot you for figuring this out? Yeah, no, you're done. So can't do that. <laughs> Sorry, Daddy Bezos and our red Chinese masters. Yeah, right. No, not an option. So, yeah, I know it works in other countries, but the thing is, is there's less billionaires there. Yeah, like a few. And that's a few too many less. So we can't just incentivize people to have children people are too well educated to know that they're too fucks to afford kids and that having kids you can't afford ruins your life really badly and like you can't have a house nowhere pays anything and so it's like okay no one's gonna refill the coffers of this labor pool of uneducated people who are stuck how even if we force them to have more kids, I mean, is the abortion is is taking away their right to choose whether or not they have a kid enough and the answer is no no, we have to get rid of education, too. That's the second part of this. It, like, so you can't just be like, okay, well, cool. Like, we forced all these people to have kids they can't afford, and they're going to run around stealing Kias and shooting at people for a while. And eventually they're going to go to jail. That makes us money. They'll have to get a job. That makes us money. Fine, fine, fine. But they might learn... That like, oh, you know, with the, with the labor shortage, all this other stuff, it's like maybe they don't have to join the military or go to jail. Maybe there's real opportunities out there because right now there's a lot of retired people that need goods and services and not enough people to make those things. It's like, oh, well, like, I, you know, I think you should be paying me a little bit more for this. And then there we go. Then we're giving people fucking money and we're giving them fucking benefits and fucking, you know, them, you know, it's like now I'm down to only five yachts rather than 12. This is bullshit. So, yeah, can't do that. So, okay, we got to get rid of education. It's like, but people really think that that's important. That's going to be tough, John. Like, no, 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 no. See, because, like, here's what we do. We just go, what they're learning in school is that, like, 
you're bad if you're a white person and they're just teaching them to be like some sort of non-binary tranny and they're indoctrinating your kids to this horrible blue-haired thing which obviously is a little bit silly but it's like that's the reason that there's there's no sense in sorting that out we have to get rid of you should be homeschooling is what you should be doing religious weirdos have been doing it forever and religious weirdos is who i'm talking to so you know that's what we're gonna do so no more of this school business we gotta like defund the school i know they don't have any money but let's get rid of the rest of it give even more to the cops so they can have tanks because you know again these uneducated people are gonna have like you know a little period between birth and jail when they might shoot at you so if the police have howitzers mounted to helicopters maybe they could you know stem the tide of that a little i guess it's not really how anything works but fuck it it sounds fun and you've played grand theft auto so we're gonna get rid of education and we're gonna make sure there's way too many people but here's the other problem it's like yeah but what if people just start doing, you know, what if they start drowning their children or doing home abortions? Or maybe, like, yeah, like, we got plenty of kids to, to go to the fucking jail, but jail doesn't make everybody money. It's not enough. You can't prop up the entire economy with for-profit prisons. Again, that would be asking the one guy that owns all of them to give up a tiny percentage of his trillion dollars. And again, we don't do that here. So, what do we do? Well, we could... We could keep telling everyone to tighten their belts and all, where it's like even a childless couple who both make okay money can't afford a home. So what do we do? Well, remember the good old days when America was great somewhere in the mid to late 1800s? I'm going to go even maybe before the Civil War here because I know who I'm talking to. Uh, you know, when it was real awesome, at least for part of the country. And, uh, you know, kids didn't used to cost you money. They made you money. See, you had a little shitty patch of land or whatever. Matter of fact, let's just go back to medieval serfdom. This will actually, yeah, 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 yeah. That's where we should be going. Uh, yeah, they didn't call you. You would just have children, and a lot of them would die because there weren't vaccines back then, and there won't be in the future. We're working on it. And so, yeah, you have 10, so five survive. And now you know what you got? You got yourself five farm workers there, pal. Now, we're not going to completely go back to that because, I mean, there was, uh, what is the word I'm thinking of? Crop shit, not crop sharing. Gain farming. Do you know what I'm that I'm what I'm not remembering here? It was like really bad. It was it was a lot of like post slavery like something farming where you didn't even really own the land or whatever. Oh, what the fuck? You fuck! What was that called? There was like a whole unit in school about it. I mean, I bet there isn't now, but <laughs> <laughs> there was when I a hundred years ago when I was a kid. I don't even know how to Google that. Oh, crop sharing! Damn it! What the fuck? What someone knows too? Someone, one of the, some of the smarter commenters are like, it's fucking sharecropping. That's what it is. So yeah, like you're in debt. You know, it's company store bullshit. Oh, they're bringing that back, by the way. Well, let's not even get into that yet. That'll be like phase four beyond this phase three that I'm going to get to, and so. Long ago, a bunch of liberal cucks made uh, child labor laws, right? So your six-year-olds couldn't work in coal mines anymore. Because the problem was is, see, again, in the sharecropping days, or in, you know, medieval serfdom, pre-Magna Carta shit, <laughs> uh, you, you would have children so they could work on your land or on the Lord's land or whatever in your fiefdom. And you'd be like, well, yeah, so now you have this labor force of, like, you know, you plus, like, five young strong backs or whatever. 
and then you have a few more and a bunch die, but you end up with two more and then you get seven nice strong backs or whatever. And, you know, so you have people working on the farm, but then the industrial revolution happened and people, you know, like, oh, we don't even have farmland anymore. We have factories. And it's like, well, just put the kids to work in the factories. Now, unfortunately, around then the camera was invented and photographs of little kids uh, smoking cigars and losing fingers and giant machinery kind of spread around. And by the way, you can Google that shit. It's real fun. I'm sure you've seen that stuff where it's just kind of like, it's like 12 year old. It looks like a 45 year old guy. Like, ah! Just working, just like building a skyscraper. I'm old enough to where that shit was in our textbooks. Oh yeah, yeah. In school, so. and those are those have been burned, but mm, well, nowadays they don't burn a book; they just remove them, y'all. Yeah. But uh, Zach Zach Della Rocha in 1993. Um, but yeah, so you know, you put them to work in factories, but then they invented the cameras, and a bunch of fucking like you know beta males were like, well, maybe they should, maybe our children shouldn't be getting mangled by gears and shit, and they should be going to school and learning. And then we we entered a few decades later, the greatest uh, moment of prosperity on Earth in all human history, as far as we know. But anyway, that was probably a fluke. It probably had more to do with hard work and pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, I'm sure. And so that's what we do. We get rid of that. So it's like a bunch of uneducated people have no choice but to have a bunch of kids because there's nothing better. It's not like they can afford a jet ski, but you can fuck and you end up with kids and you can't get rid of them. And then they go to work. And now you're like, okay, well, you know what? You can afford a modest, you know, two bedroom bungalow, a nice starter home on, you know, five people's income. You and your three small children and your wife, who cannot leave you now. A lot of rules have changed. And, yeah, it's a full-blown nightmare, and it's going to be hell, and it's going to make the rich richer and the poor just impossibly trapped in this thing forever. But that is how we fix the economy, so it's a good thing that a lot of insane, awful, cruel, psycho people who lick the boots of their rich masters in order to get a little get a little taste of that silver spoon have put into motion. And you, who will never get a taste of that, and your grandchildren will be working at Arby's when they're two, uh, are going to vote for them again and again and again because you are afraid that a drag queen will read to them in a library. And that would just be the worst thing in the entire world. But we fixed it! Pretty soon, a whole bunch of people who aren't us will be rich after we're dead. Doesn't that make you feel good? It makes me feel great. I now, love this plan. Now I can say amen. <laughs> amen. You know, I do, I do rag on, you know, I will, I will admit, I was poking a little fun at the right, as I sometimes do. Because they, 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 they literally did all that shit I was just saying. But I try to make it fair. It's not always easy. And actually, I get a little annoyed when it gets made easy by some people. And that's, you know, that's a problem. But, uh, you know, in, 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 the, in this story that I just told, which is obviously like, all of that is bad, okay? Like, you could just perhaps redistribute the wealth in a more egalitarian fashion and have a really strong economy without being a giant, crazy, winner-takes-all, wolf-of-wall-street, cocaine-powered rocket-to-hell of an economy uh, by just kind of making it a little bit more Northern European and fixing some real simple things. But, you know, we're not going to do that or whatever. So it's like someone really needs to step in and make that happen. Well, luckily, what we have in this country... Uh, is another end of the political spectrum, right? We have we have we have people on the other side of this, and they are many. 
and they're loud, and they are going to do whatever they can. And by they, I mean you know I'm closer to that side, as you know. I do have a lot of a lot of a lot of automatic rifles for a guy that owns a Prius, but whatever. Like I mean, I'm close enough. And hey, you go far enough left to get the guns back, am I right? You know who I'm talking to. But um, yeah, no, we have people like that. We have those. It's like fear not. And they're doing everything they can to help, you know, kind of blockade and to balance out this thing. And see, what they're doing is they're going back and uh, they're they're attacking strategically, right? The publishers that are republishing all of Roald Dahl's classic books and they're changing a bunch of the words in them. So, you know, they don't refer to Augustus Gloop as fat anymore. They just refer to him as, as large and un- unpleasant or something like that. And so, you know, while our children, who we didn't want in the first place and are many and sick, are working <laughs> at Arby's <laughs> and in factories that not in fact, those all are, they sent those all to China because, you know, regulations really stymie things. Uh, but whatever jobs are left... I guess bait shops and things. I don't know what the fuck you people need. And, you know, yeah, the six-year-olds that are working 12-hour overnight shifts, cleaning, and whatever, they're going to be fine because they're never going to... I mean, A, they're not going to be able to read anyway because we're not going to teach them because books are full of liberal ideas because that's what ideas are. Uh, They're written by smart people who are trying to trick you into not having your 10 six-year-olds work at a factory for 10 hours a day. No, but on on the off chance that they they find much much like the the the, the noble the noble slaves of the late eighteen hundreds, they might find a slip of paper, a book, and an older person that helps them learn to read, and they have to hide it. Right? It's kind of like you know they're they're like driving the horse drawn carriage because the oil's gone. Let's face it, and we've cobalt mined you know everything to fuck, so we're back to horses. Why not? We're going back to everything else. And, you know, your child is you know, like, whoosh, and he sees a stop sign, and he stops, and the local constable comes up and is like, hey, why did you stop at that sign, boy? Can you read? You read? me, And, and your child would be like, I, I, no, no, I, I, it's red. I know the colors. I recognize the, I recognize. there's a red sign, and I know it means a stop. I don't know what those words say, but it says stop. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, all right then. Yeah, and then off they go. So you know, and that that'll be great. You're, you know, but your but your child did. He read S T O P. That spells moon, and and that's <laughs> yeah, and that's that's so you know. But here's the thing, and maybe they go back and they find in some forgotten tomb of an elementary school, log buried by you know Russian nuclear cobalt sixty dirty bombs and shit like that. But you know, they get a hold of a lead suit from somewhere, and they that's go and they dig Stephen King's The Stand references in like you uh, last episode was uh, uh, yeah it was being Randall flag and <laughs> someone noticed that which was good <laughs> who else did you think it would be Rhonda Santa's fuck you I'm Randall flag baby <laughs> now let's get on out into that desert by the way uh, Mike Oliver who I know is listening or watching that was really actually true, and I don't know if you saw this, but he he did reference on my Facebook that I compared myself to Randall Flagg, and then he was like, I compared myself to someone too, and I was like, it's Trash Can Man. No, maybe <laughs> that's mean or whatever. And then I scrolled down, and it was dude from the, it was messed up hair. I'm like, it was! Like, oh, everything is as it should be. <laughs> How wonderful it is to have a regular audience. Um... 
But yeah, your children, they'll learn to read in secret. Because if you find out, you know, that's a paddling. Learning to read, that's a paddling. Paddling the school canoe, that's definitely a paddling. <laughs> mm. And they might, you know, find the works of Roald Dahl. And, you know, I imagine the, the, the hellish future of this country with all the child labor and, you know, just kind of like no regulations, like, like Blade Runner and or fucking Running Man being like, but they got those movies wrong. It's nowhere near that fun. Like, just like, no, it's just a horrible Dickensian nightmare. But instead of, like, little scary, like, skeletons and diapers, this is America. So it's like they're just fat. They're just big, big bobo and little devil and dirty diapers because the food now is like, yeah, you know how you won't die until you're 51, and that's past breeding age. We'll just go back to that, where you die kind of after breeding age, and then that's it, and that's just how everything works. Um but yeah, it'll be like a slurry made of the cheapest shit you can imagine that'll keep you alive. So it's just all extruded vegetable oils and like weird artificial sugars and things. So it's like you're starving, but you're also like a 300 pound third grader. <laughs> just working at just like. My man is saying, like, that's gonna be fucking everything. I mean, how, okay. I like is if anyone disagrees with me, paint me a picture that isn't what I'm describing and have it be realistic at all. Like you know, it's like either this future doesn't happen somehow. Alien time traveler interference is pretty much the only thing I'm seeing on our side here. But we're like, no, it wouldn't be like that. It's like really. Really? It won't be just this thing where people that don't barely live past 50 with no money in these company town things getting paid in wacky Elon Musk bucks or whatever the fuck it is. That's, that, you know, they're just like constantly in debt that you can't leave. If you leave where you work, you lose your like living space or whatever to try to scrape the most money together. You put your children to work as quickly as possible. It's, it's, it's like, Oh, like you know, 10 weeks from conception, my hands could do menial labor. Like, yeah. And then, you know, it'd be like, thank God. And, uh, and it's just like, okay. And you imagine that the food in this scenario is like elk meat and fucking Brussels sprouts like Joe Rogan eats. Is that, is it, is it we, we think that's how this goes? It's not just like uh, a fucking tube of easy cheese the size of a Saturn V that they just pump out of a humongous thing like Immortan Joe on top of a mountain. It's like, do not get addicted to easy cheese. When everyone has their bowl, and they just eat that and those people are skinny in your mind. Yeah, that's why we're censoring the books. The left is working with the right. No, it's not. They're just an impotent bunch of idiots that go like, we should have a revolution, but in the meantime, let's stop calling people names. Like, mm. <laughs> we fixed it. Uh, oh, God. This is going to happen. But we'll be dead. And that is awesome. <laughs> you know who's not dead and is awesome? Um, short round. Oh yeah, and short round won a fucking Oscar. That is Yay! exciting. Everywhere, all at once, all the time, forever. Exactly. Um, no, I did see a Ford. picture of him hugging uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, Harrison Ford, and that was kind of sweet, especially considering that we know how jaded Harrison Ford is. 
that he showed up. You know what I mean? Like he kind of doesn't want to participate, but it's like I think I think the actor that plays short round does hold a place in his heart or something because there's not enough money in the world to force that guy to care at this point or anything. It's like like I think George, you know, I think Disney gave him like three quarters of a billion dollars to be, to die as Han Solo because he didn't want to show up at all. <laughs> so it's like you do know that that moment is probably genuine. Like there is a certain point when it comes to apathy and, and and not giving a fuck where you're like where it comes almost full circle. Though anything you actually do becomes a lot more believable. It's like, well, but why the hell else would he be there other than that he actually cares about short round? And I just you know what? It's keeping me alive right now to believe that that's the case. I don't, I will refuse. There will be no follow up questions, and I will not hear any counter arguments to that. Um, I did not watch the Oscars as I don't care, but I didn't either. I heard I Michelle Yeoh became the first uh, Asian woman to win like Best Actress like ever. Yes, and that um, what was the other? Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis finally got recognized for something. Uh, oh, and Brendan Fraser. Yeah, his thing. Yeah, fuck old white women. Middle aged white men's where it's at. <laughs> That's me, a little overweight. Who play a much more overweight thing? I yeah, actually love that 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 he seems like an honestly like a pretty good guy. Brendan Fraser got fucked over. Yeah, like I feel, I do honestly feel bad about it. It's like he actually got like sexually assaulted, and no one but like people are like, you know, they don't believe people were talking about that, and it's like no one believed him or whatever, and it's like they don't believe women either. It's like uh, yeah, you'll have your turn like you've had for the past thirty years, but yes. Uh, you know, like they didn't believe Terry Crews and they didn't believe Brendan Fraser. And then, um, he also got completely raked over the coals in a really shitty divorce, uh, which no one talks about because that, you know, gold digging harpy thing is a made up stereotype. And yeah, uh, you know, hard on the women. I'm sorry. (laughs) With Brendan Fraser, it's a little hard not to. I don't mean me personally, like I've been treated great. But like you know, him, it the 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 kerfuffle on the internet becomes a little bit funny, where people tend to like omit things when they're talking about him. It's like let's just say what happened to Brendan Fraser. But yeah, no, I'm not. Well. I'm, I'm I'm not making some sort of broad like thing. But he just, you know what? It's unlucky in cards, unlucky in love, unlucky in everything. Maybe eventually you win an Oscar. Yeah. I don't know if that's how it goes. But I didn't see that movie. I didn't see everything everywhere. All Did you see that? No, I really uh, want to. And I, okay. But I'm so glad I stumbled upon. Thank you, David Mutter, for uh, oh, yes. recommending another Daniel Kwan movie, uh, Swiss Army Man. And I'm not yeah. going to tell you all what's no, about no, 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 no. because I want you to go into it blind. But I think now that I've seen that, I can go and watch everywhere at all, whatever, all at once, blah, blah, blah. I do, but, and, and understand it better. Um, because I think if I didn't see Swiss Army Man, I would have been like slightly thrown off by... By everywhere. Yeah, I still don't know that that movie is as weird as Swiss Army Man, which is... No, but it gives you... Which is, by the way, Swiss Army Man's funny, and you know this. Weird is fun, but weird with the strangely uplifting... (laughs) Swiss is like... with uh, depth. Yeah, that's hard. That doesn't always happen. 
And that's the thing that's really impressive about, yeah, and I don't want to, we shan't discuss it because it's better that it just becomes, it's better that it becomes like a, like a high up on Google thing and more people just end up randomly watching it than for us to just ra- rag on what actually happens. But it's, I believe I, wa- I think I watched it with Ryan Nelson or his other roommate, like when it was newer. Mm-hmm. This was a long time ago. That movie came out a while back. Uh, yeah, it was like 2015, 2016. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's when I lived in the Wiener Hole with Ryan. Ryan, if we watched it, uh, and you don't remember because you were drunk, or I'm making this up because I was drunk, we'll figure it out. And if not, we'll all watch it together. Although I remember a lot of details, so I'm pretty sure I watched it. <laughs> yes. I second-guess I mean, myself quite a bit in these things, but in that movie, it's like, if I'm making this up, I have more problems than I thought I did. <laughs> You know, the ketamine will help. (sighs) Yeah, it's Oscar season. I saw an ad. Why did I want to bring this up? I don't really remember. I didn't have any kind of real purpose. Mm -hmm. But have you seen this show called Milf Manor? Mm. Uh, Oh. Do you know what it is? I know what it is because Lisa Wilcox is in it, and I love her. Yeah. Is it what I think it is, or is it just I supposed to kind of be about what, what I hope I know it's she's about. in it. Because it's a reality show. Yeah. Isn't it? I, I, it looks like Do it. they all fuck each other's sons? Is that the thing? Is that really what that is? I have you no idea. You can't really do that. I mean, they're not going to show it. Like, it's really on Pornhub. I have, on, on I have Pornhub, no idea. Okay. Um, the only reason why I know about that show is because I follow Lisa Wilcox on Instagram. So, Who was Lisa Wilcox? She was in A Nightmare on Elm Street 4. She played Alice. That's what she's oh. most known for. She's been in an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh. I can't quite remember which one it is. That's how I heard about this. I didn't know what Milk Manor was. And then I was watching... Speaking of Star Trek, I was watching uh, Red Letter Media. They did like a big two-part retrospective on all of the the main ones not like Freddy's back or Freddy versus Jason but all the all the original numbered Nightmare on Elm Streets or whatever and they were like comparing and contrasting like all of them or whatever and they they mentioned that's what it was they mentioned her and because that was a thing Jay was or Mike was explaining all of the different people that were on Nightmare on Elm Street who have been on Star Trek the next generation or something at one point or another and he's like oh she was and then also on Milf Manor, and I was like, I need to. I watched some like YouTube videos, but I, I probably would actually have to watch the show to understand what it was. We should review Milf Manor or Star Trek: The Next Generation. Either way, and they were, they did one of the fun things they did talk about is how Rob, Robert England was never in any Star Trek things, and no. it feels like he should have been. No, he was in V, but he was in V. Yeah, and that's science fiction. But it's, I feel like Robert England should have been like. A Klingon or something like he would. That would have been yeah. great. Like, He's like if, great. if they were like, okay, because there's been a lot of people. Like Christopher Lloyd was like a weird Klingon battle cruiser general. Hell yeah, or whatever. he was in. Um, he was like the main Five? bad guy in uh, Wrath of Khan. Oh, he was in Wrath of Khan. He was earlier. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and I always loved the the Klingons in Wrath of Khan. And this is a funny thing I do remember. Yeah, that was the Christopher Lloyd thing. Is that my Dad kind of explained to me while we were watching Wrath of Khan on more than one occasion. Uh, like, I didn't understand 
the ruthlessness of Klingon culture and or any normal <laughs> Earth military thing, really, because I would have been like nine. But like, I remember there was like some some you know, one of the other guys on that ship was like, uh, "This happened, and you know it didn't go completely right." And Christopher Lloyd was like, "You've been demoted two steps." And he's like, "Yeah." yeah. And I'm like, "Wait, why is that guy okay with that?" And my dad was like, "That's just their." They don't. They don't tolerate failure. They don't. He's like explaining Klingon culture to me, but I'm like, I didn't really get like hard lined. You don't get, like. Here's what should happen because like I definitely was raised, and I, the, the the era I was raised in, I can't really blame anyone. I was raised in the you can do anything era because that's really what we thought. Like we thought that like after after the the boomers like you know their parents were don draper and then they got even cushier jobs at the it would just keep going up forever like just like yeah we're just gonna keep getting richer and richer and richer and richer and richer with no ceiling turns out one generation later whoops they made clerks but like yeah i was like firmly where it's like you couldn't really blame them you know like people who were born in like 1998 and people were still talking that shit. They're like, yeah, really? You're telling your kids this? Those people had a problem. But being born in 1980 and being like, it's all uphill from here because we still had the whole 80s to kind of like turn that bluff into a reality. We're just like, yeah, look, look at all the cocaine we're doing. Like, this is fucking great. This is like Maserati's. Like, let's crash them. And Reagan's a puppet in a Phil Collins video. Everything's going to be great. And like, Patrick Bateman's going to be president. Oh, right, but that's what I was going to say. So Christopher Lloyd was, you know, like a a Klingon ship captain or whatever like that, and I think Robert Englund would have been a great, like, they actually go to the planet, you know, or whatever, and it's like there's like a tribunal, but there's like a president, and it's fucking Robert Englund in full, like almost Freddy, but Klingon, like just like like an eye sewed shut, and he's like missing a bunch of fingers. He's like... Order the court. He's just the most unhinged. You know what? Fucking he could do it God, that now, and it would be even better now since he's older. He is. Oh yeah, I forgot. Who did we? It wasn't Robert England, but we lost the guy that made the movies, right? Wes Craven. He's died dead. in 2015. Yeah, we lost him a while ago. Okay, I forgot that. Are, wait, are we sure that Robert England's alive still? Yes. Okay. 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 You would know. So. <laughs> Yeah, and if if David Mutter does not watch this, although he should, but uh, yeah, like he would. Okay, so they need to make another. Oh, that would be you know uh, because I've also heard that like Star Trek Picard was kind of stupid, but like the last season, the newest one, apparently was kind of good. Like if you actually like Star Trek, first season, I thought that was good. Uh, But if you like Star Trek for the for for real for real for real, it's like apparently like the the new the third one was like. This is actually, this is like real Star Trek. It's actually good in that way that you kind of want. It's not just like an action movie or whatever. And, uh, yeah, now would be a good time to, you know, talk to, like, it looks like Worf is back and he's, like, kind of this, like, Miyagi pacifist that will behead you, but he doesn't want to. You know, he's, like, this famous, you know, warrior that's kind of, like, I've moved past that now. You know, it's cool. It's cool character development. But I think Robert Englund being just the deranged, like, Klingon emperor or something would be, like, man, that would be great. And it would be, like, yeah, play to your strengths. Don't hold back. Like, you would obviously be kind of a politician, but remember, this is this is Klingon. Like, it's, it's, it's a wild place where you're just allowed to, to yell bitch at people and, you know, whatever, and, like, it just doesn't matter. 
And you're just, yeah, you're just really scary and disfigured from all sorts of weird chemical warfare in outer space. And, like, that's why you're in charge, baby, because you didn't die. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, yeah, the imminent threat of nuclear war. I actually did. Uh, I was reading a bunch of stuff about, one, I got led to, um, people were, like, on the internets, they were like, why is... You know, why, why is, why can you live in Nagasaki, you know, like right now or whatever? And, uh, you know, Chernobyl, that area is like parts of the year. You can kind of go there for a short amount of time and, you know, it's kind of fucked up and weird. And I was kind of like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not an expert on this or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know, but I got, I got good answers about how, uh, it's actually because radiation and contamination are kind of two. I mean, it's the same thing, but it's a different. Whereas, like, okay, so like the atomic bombs that went off, a the amount of uranium in them was like a fraction of a percent of the amount of uranium that was in the Chernobyl reactor mm-hmm. or whatever that went. You know, like, but uh, also radiation itself is kind of like light. You know, once it happens, once it passes through everything, it's kind of like gone. Like, it's bad. Like, if you're there when it happens, you're going to get leukemia and your skin's going to fall off and, you know, it's bad. But then, like, if you, like, wander over there later, it's probably, like, fine for the most part. And uh, whereas the Chernobyl thing is that a bunch of crap. And we saw that in the, in the miniseries, which I'm almost ready to watch again. <laughs> I know. I'm like, going to watch it every few months. It's, yeah, it really, really keeps you in check. But um, so many, like, you know, like pieces of graphite and just shit like flew everywhere. They continued just spraying radiation. And that's what's like all over the place in Chernobyl or whatever. And the pure amount of nuclear radioactive material that was in there is so much more than was in those bombs. And even in the bombs, when you do like the math, it's still, it's like, you know, the, the bombs was like six kilograms where it was like hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of them. And, the reactor in Chernobyl or whatever, but it's like also like of the six kilograms, maybe only like one actually fully ignites or whatever, and or however you want to say it, fully reacts, goes off in the bomb. It's like so it's like the the the, the ratio of like oh how bad is this compared to this is like nothing. But <gasps> are we gonna go see Oppenheimer when it comes? Oh, out? we are. Okay, cool. I didn't know when that was gonna come out. That comes the- out April twenty first. That's in a while. Well, it's month, sooner kinda. now, I guess. Yeah, it, but it feel the winter makes it feel longer. Isn't the guy playing Oppenheimer the the guy, the chef from the menu? No, it's isn't not. it that guy? No, no, no. This that's uh, you're th- Ralph Fiennes is who you're thinking of. No, this is um. Oh, Ray Fiennes. Oh, that's Ralph, who that was. Ralph. Oh, is it Ralph? Or that was yeah. Rafe. Oh, maybe it is. I'm pretty sure it was Rough, but... Uh, it's like R-A-P-H or some shit. Oh, I don't know. Find out. Doesn't really matter, but. Uh, um no nah, the the Peaky Blinders dude is uh what the scarecrow? Yeah. He's, he's, he's Oppenheimer? Old, yeah. I guess Oppenheimer would be younger. I forgot that that is Ray Fine. That the the idea the menu it was funny cuz it's like I haven't seen him since he was a younger heartthrob. So it's like oh It's Ralph Fine. It is Ralph. Okay. Yeah. That is him. Yeah. I guess like him being older in that is why it reminded me of, like, Seven kind of more. I don't know. Because even though, like, everyone in Seven was still, like, all of those are, fa- are are famous actors that are much older now. 
Um, Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman and, and uh, the guy that everybody hates. What's the fucking name? The guy that ended up being the murderer. Spoilers. Uh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, that's right. I just can't remember names. Um, but I don't know. It just had nothing to do with that. I guess there was like it was just my entire the entire miasma of my like film watching history or whatever because like he in, he didn't remind me he reminded me of Kevin Spacey's character a little the way he talked but the way he looked started reminding me of like Anthony Hopkins in the first Silence of the Lambs where he's just like a very a very handsome well rooted thespian that's just 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 getting a little older and I always kind of conflate although they're a few years apart. Seven and Silence of the Lambs being like Seven being a movie that be only only got greenlit and only happened because of how big Silence of the Lambs was. Like it was an Academy Award winning like fucked up scary movie, which I wish that would still happen. Someone at work was talking about how like you don't get Oscars for like you'll get like a te- like the sound design will win an award for in like a fun I don't movie. Know, Parasite won best picture. Yeah, and that you know it's ago. that's true. It does it does happen. But most of but it is yeah, just these no, like the downers that like, like teach you a lesson about like other people's lives who aren't even yours because you're like a normal regular American and it's just kind of like well you know people in this one part of Africa and it's like yeah that's very sad and it's going to win an Oscar and I'm going to pretend on the internet that I get it and it impacts me and it's humbling when really I don't know what the fuck they're talking about because I am getting a turtle mocha caramel latte thing from Caribou and I'm on my way to work mm-hmm. and I'm just really hoping that no one realizes how vapid and phony I am so I'm like oh, oh yeah that movie touched me it's just kind of like oh really uh, the movie by the, the late 1800s in Indonesia where the people were like yeah yeah no I'm not saying I have it that bad I'm just saying that it, that it made me made made me feel something on the way to yoga yeah so any <laughs> Oscar, that's good for you. But yeah, nothing nothing wild. You know, like, I don't know. It's like when you go and you're like, I, I, you know, I used to try to do this. Like, let's watch some of the Oscars that, or the, some of the movies that did good at the Oscars. And it's just more and more, it's just basically Dancer in the Dark. And you're like, I want to fucking die. Like, this is so sad and fucked up. Like, the world is sad and fucked up. I'm like, yeah, I live there. I wanted to watch a movie. <laughs> you fuck. I love sad things. I mean, I do, too. Like, I don't love happy things, that's for sure. Except for Happy Gilmore. Yeah. That shit's great. But, uh... Mmm. Uh. Olive. Mm-hmm. Where are we? Well, we're Time for... Yeah. Let's see, we got four... What do I have in my notes here? Oh yeah, it is a little bit unfortunate that we we none of us have watched. We have to go watch Milf Manor. That's an important thing. <laughs> I think I just wrote this down. It's like probably not funny at all, but like I, I think someone new was calling Leonardo DiCaprio a pedophile for having consensual sex with an adult. Yeah, just um, and I put you sad, lonely, boxed wine bag. Like, That's and I, pretty. <laughs> Because, you know, as much as, like, it's a little bit weird, it is not pedophilia. Like, he's not a fucking pedophile. Don't say that shit. Like, 
No, and it's like that pisses me off. It's a it's a very obvious like okay. So like here's the thing about life. You can graduate high school and go to a little college, you know, you're 19, you're 20. And you're like, "I want to start a family." Reasonable enough. Someone's got to work in the mines. <laughs> like whatever as burned earlier. Right. And you're like, "I'm ready for that now." And you're like, "Well, who am I going Oop. Damn it, I don't want to be bumping this fucking thing all over the place. Who am I going to start a family with? Well, there's this guy. And he's about my age. And he's got a hat. And he's going to knock me up. And then he's going to go to jail. And we're going to try that a few times. <laughs> and it's going to go great or whatever. He's going to have knuckle tattoos as well. He's going to have knuckle tattoos <laughs> that he did himself. And, uh, no, he's got one on his neck. That's so, this is, this, this says, like, look at my hands. I know how to play the bass or something. Or I'm a like, line cook. Or I'm a line cook, yeah. <laughs> um, but, I, yeah, you know, real slim shady, please stand up and you're, you know, and, and, and move to cell block B. And that's your, your baby daddy. And, you know, that's fine. That's a good idea and everything like that. And then you get older. You get to be about 32. And then you see on, on TV that there are these older guys, right? And they didn't, they, they didn't really want to have kids out of high school. They, they, they went to college and they, they, they did all this shit and they, like, made a bunch of money. And they bought kind of a nice car and they did whatever. And they're like, and then, you know, people want to have sex with them. And they're like, I'm going to use a condom. And then you do and whatever, and you do that a whole bunch, and, you know, you, you love and you lose, and there's you fall for someone a little, and then they're not right for you. And then before you know it, you're, like, 41, and you're like, I think I want to have kids. I think I want to settle down. I, I can afford it or whatever. And you're like, well, there's got to be some women in their early 40s that are good for this right now. I mean, you know, whatever. It's like we could adopt, or, you know, maybe they don't already have, like, five kids with three different guys in prison. Like, okay. Like, you know, oh, and then you're like, oh, it, oh man, there's not that many many of those but boy there's some 19 year olds that kind of have a weird older guy thing that definitely want kids right now with a guy with a bunch of money who can afford it and that's what i want and maybe we should do that and then the 32 year old who has the the, the three kids with slim shady in jail goes that's not that's pedophilia why aren't i and that's the internet baby but yeah no people kind of do this thing where they're like hey Sometimes guys, you know, it's funny. Everyone loves going, you know, it takes men longer to mature than women. And then you're like, that's good. Yeah, take that, men. And then they're like, okay, we're mature now and we're ready to settle down with someone of childbearing age. You're like, oh, my well, God, that's so bad. Nobody talks about the older famous women who date way, way younger men, too. It's like, is that pedophilia? No, because you go, girl. That's You know what you're leaving out of this conversation, Meredith? <laughs> Historical context, okay? Like, it, 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 it might be wrong technically, but what it's doing is making up for an even bigger wrong and evening things out. And it's going to go on like that forever. And that makes it fair? Yeah, that, no, that's cool. It would be like if they... If, nope, that's too far. But, like... If <laughs> yeah, I just leave it. I'm going to leave that one. But, um... Uh, yeah, no, that's definitely a thing. And by the way, that's a good thing, too. Someone said once, and I kind of agree with this, that more commonly than is talked about, men and women, when they're younger, 
Because there are some dudes that have that have that have gone. That's why I wish we had watched Milf Manor, so I really knew what it was about. I just want it to be about what I hope it's about. But it's like there there is there is plenty of dudes that were like you know it's like in their early twenties and got with someone in their mid to late thirties, and that's how they learned to fuck. Like how else would they learn what porno? That's not realistic. Like whatever. It's like no no no. They got with someone who's comfortable with everything, and they're like, "Oh, I'll show you. Here's what you need to do. Oh, you can't hurt me. Go nuts." Blah 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 blah. That's how you get that knowledge, and then you get a little bit older, and then you do that for somebody else. And it's like, I someone would be like, "John is saying some disgusting, scary stuff," and well. That stuff is real stuff that happens, though, and I guess the hot take is that I don't think it's bad. I was just kind of like, yeah, you know, some some 32-year-old guy has got to teach a 19-year-old chick, like, like, okay, yeah, you're going to get with some fucking idiots and hats that come in three seconds. I'm going to teach you how this really works. And there's going to be some 22-year-old college kids who are like, I was fucking this 40-year-old broad. She had fucking abs. She goes tanning, and she fucking rocked my goddamn. She opened my mind. And then later, these people find each other, and they know what they're doing because you just fuck everyone all the time until you find the right one. And no one wants you to do that because they want you to have kids with the pers- first person you fuck so that they can go to work at a Arby's when they're five. Like, that is the whole reason. It's like, and I'm sorry, if you're someone on the internet talking shit about Leonardo DiCaprio, as much as you think that you're some sort of weird, like, blue-haired, fat acceptance, ultra-far-left, modern progressive person, no. You are doing the work of the people who want to, like, take abortion rights away, take education away, and put little kids to work because you're like, don't do that. Don't do that. You would you, you you just meet someone and then you settle down and you have kids because any other thing besides that is weird. And you're like, okay. But now, again, your children will be toiling in the salt mines of Kessel under the watchful eye of Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> that is just... <laughs> okay. Did you get that all out of your system? I think I've compounded it, but you know what? For now, we're good. All right. It's time for Dear Asshole. It is. I just like bringing up Jabba the Head in, in that metric because I always do feel like the people who are like, you know, let's 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 vote for Trump because we want, you know, we want something different. And it would literally be like if the if the Jedi's and the Rebellion and Star Wars were like, we need to get rid of the Emperor, and like rather than killing him, we're just like. Instead of business as usual of the Galactic Empire, we're going to get rid of Emperor Palpatine. Everyone's like, (laughs) No, and then we're going to vote for a man of the people. A businessman. Someone who gets things done because he has a monster in a trapdoor under where he lives. (laughs) Jabba the Hutt for Emperor. Uh, And you were like, "Uh, Yeah! That's smart. That's good. I fucking, I didn't know he ended up being racist. Like, no, yeah, that's true. Like, he eats frogs, and he strangles dancing girls. And you were like, yeah, but he's a good businessman. And I'm willing to bet once we install Jabba the Hutt as Galactic Emperor, I'm going to be rich somehow. That's how smart you sound, just in case. You didn't make it this far. But anyway, like... (laughs) No one has. No one has. Mike Oliver has. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> let's let's work on that. Let's uh, let's work on getting to dear asshole. Um, wait a second. Is this a rerun? I don't know 
know what you're doing. No, no, no but it says Dear Ezra with his library book before me, but I oh, thought, oh, oh, I didn't dog you that. Hold on, hold on. the fuck up here, dude. It was a little folded. I'm sorry. I'm so- Oh, crap. We're way the fuck up. Dear Asshole didn't flush the toilet. Dear Asshole at the beach. Dear Asshole dentist. I don't go. Dear Asshole backseat driver. That's who we had last week, so now here we go. Here we go. In this book that I will not explain, I don't know where the camera is. Dear asshole, it's this thing written by people who didn't. Let's just say this: this was not written ironically. Everything that I say is written by people who actually think every line of this is funny on its nose, and that nose is not filled with nearly and enough cocaine. they're tarot sheets, and you can give them to people. Ha! <laughs> yeah, because you can't just. You know, talk shit to people's faces, and you can't write them notes. You need someone to write notes for you because nobody wants to work anymore. <laughs> well, that's the thing. This book is part of this upside-down goddamn Ponzi scheme that we call America. Dear asshole, always asking for favors. Also, I don't read ahead, so it's like, I don't know. I really set myself up for, like, maybe this time also sound stupid for making fun of these people. Hasn't happened yet. But really. we'll see. Dear asshole, always asking for favors. Asking me for me, me for favors. It's my turn to ask a favor of you. Okay, right off the bat, why don't you just do that then? Ask him to help you move. You passive aggressive bag of dicks. Like fucking A. It's my turn, but here's a note. By the way, I didn't write it. <laughs> <laughs> it's from this book that isn't funny. Uh, I have a favor of you. Oh, hang on. What's the favor? Quit asking me for fucking favors. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. You don't ask them to stop asking. You ask for one in return. You Where's where? Where are the mob bosses in our modern society? Where's our job? You love Job of the Hut so much <laughs> that you wanted the literally the closest thing in, we have ever had on earth to that. And you're like, he's going to fix it. Like, yeah. Yeah, you love him. You love Jabba the Hutt in a wig, and you're afraid to do what Jabba the Hutt in the wig does? No, you ask him to help you move, even if you don't live there. Ask him to help you commit a crime. That's what you should do. Be like, all right, I have helped you move enough. Here is a revolver. Try not to get your fingerprints on it. There are no serial numbers, and we are going to rob this pizza place. So, anyway... I was not put on this earth to act as your personal servant. Yeah, that's everyone in a restaurant when I show up. That's mm. you know. Start doing some things for yourself. I have my own life, and it doesn't revolve around picking up your dry cleaning. Or Who the fuck asks other people who they aren't married to to do that? Yeah. Meredith, will you pick up my dry cleaning? I'm so busy. <laughs> and you'd be like, go fuck yourself. Like, what? <laughs> You're like, I'm going to leave you a note. Like, who are these flaky dipshit people? Okay. Like, dry cleaning, that just means dirty to me because I never take that shit. Thank you, Mr. Hedberg. Yeah. <laughs> this shirt is dry clean only, which means it's dirty. <laughs> and this jacket is... Actually, no, this, this particular suit coat, if you could only feel it. Like, my tie is very soft, but feel this jacket once. Yes, this is made of a, a, a chemical compound in fabric thing invented, I believe, for use in the Vietnam War that is no longer legal. And, yeah, you can't get it wet. And I don't mean you shouldn't. I mean, if you throw water on it, nothing happens. It just falls right off. Mustard. Oh, to a gremlin. Oh, yeah, that's why I have three. Do not <laughs> spill a drink on this thing or you will have more jackets. But, yeah. <laughs> but only gin. 
this this weird polyester rayon blend made from a third chemical that presumably fell from space. This jacket is made out of what they make happy fun ball out of. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's uh. a deep cut and my favorite thing in the world. Okay, I have my own life. Blah, blah, blah. Or painting your living room. I guess people ask each other to help painting. Like, by the way, buttercup yellow. Really? Sorry, he didn't say seriously. The words Karen's invented. Mm-hmm. Listen, Miss Daisy, sexist. Go find someone else to drop your ass off. Ooh, racist. At the airport. Wait, what? <laughs> Listen, Miss Daisy. Oh. Go find someone else to drop your ass off at the airport. Because I was like, Miss, and I was like, okay, oh, automatically. That, yeah. We're assuming some bitch is demanding a bunch of favors out of you. That's not realistic. But then also they reference driving Miss Daisy, <laughs> which is... For a couple of white women, sort of racist, but it's okay because they stand up for people and they're not racist. Anyway, um, yeah, at the airport, out of curiosity, how much longer is your car going to be in the shop anyway? Because it's been there since Harry Potter went through puberty. What is that? Who are these Los Angeles just... No, these are New York people. I think so, yeah. My car's in the shop. Oh, love. P.S. Moving again. You're on your own this time. This reminds me, actually, though, of um, the the one of David Murder's friends. And uh, the one time I it was like one of the last people I ever helped move is when David bought his house. And uh, because and I, and I also felt like he was a good friend, but then I was also like, we're going to be using it as a practice space. I was like, ah, yeah, I know. But he also had like 50 people helping because he actually has friends because people like him. Um, but I, it was Chris Baden. I don't know. One of, one of his buddies was helping. And it was, it was an incredible display. And this just reminds me of this. And I really like it. Because he was being like, he was like turning down the like the free beard pizza, just like marching shit up the stairs. He was like in full metal jacket, just helping him move. <laughs> and we're like, you're fucking on. The-. I mean, he's also was like a wire. We were all younger back then, and he was also a very flinty, wiry, sinewy guy. And I was just like, where? He's like, no. I forget this friend's name. David might remember this story if I bring it up to him. But it's like he was like, this is why I do this. I help everyone move because eventually. I have a lot of shit. I'm going to buy a house, and I'm calling these favors fucking in. There's going to be no beer, no pizza, no talking, no fun, and we're just going (laughs) to fucking move the way I moved you. And if that motherfucker's attitude wasn't better than leaving a note for someone that you didn't write because they asked you to move, I'm just saying if he wrote a book, I'd read it.